Welcome back, everyone, to episode number seven of Impactful Conversations. Today's guest is the hilarious and brilliant Alec Matos, great friend of both Trevor and I. He is the owner of his own tech company for the gaming industry. We talk a lot about the gaming industry, uh, talk about his company, what he does, and kind of dive into a little bit of that. And uh, just had some deep and uh, very interesting conversations. So hopefully it's out there and impacts you guys. Uh, As always, please subscribe. Any feedback is always welcomed. Please enjoy the brilliant and amazing Alec Matos. And we are live back with Trevor and a good friend of both of ours, Alec Matos, for episode number seven. So welcome on, Alec. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys inviting me, man. It's a pleasure. Can't wait to see how it goes. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, during this entire time. So, and and it'll probably feel a little more... uh, uh, friendship wise for me and Trevor too, just because we both have known Alec for a very long time. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so Alec, you're down yes. in Wilmington now, right? And you're doing, uh, stuff in like, you're working on your own tech business and everything else like that. So like, what is, what got you into that? Like, where did that come from? So, yeah, I've been doing that for about, or doing this for about two years, almost two years now. Um, basically, I started, you know, way back when I was, a, you know, young, like I started playing video games. Um, so like, you know, as I got older, I got more into the kind of gaming scene, uh, seeing like what people do with it, uh, create, you know, content for entertainment purposes for, you know, millions uh, of people online. So, right. you know, I did a, a little bit. I tried that out, saw, saw what it was about. Um, and then, you know, I had to learn a lot of it on my own because years ago it wasn't like a, you know, just jump on it and easily, you know, stream or record your, you know, your content. It wasn't that easy. So I had to go, you know, through YouTube, Google, you know, and kind of like teach myself stuff and learn on my own, uh, like, you know, setup and stuff like that. So once I started doing that and really got a hang of it, um, I kind of figured out there was a huge need like, uh, in the gaming or content community that people needed help with this tech stuff because it's not really that straightforward. Mm. So, um, I decided to fill that need and, you know, two years later, I, I'm pretty, you know, in, in certain game communities, I'm pretty well you know, known as far as like helping people get from point A to point B and that being, you know, getting their content or their entertainment from their eyes or their, you know, either their console computer, whatever it is out to the internet. So I kind of fill that gap. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what I do. Well, you were a pretty good gamer back in the day. You don't got to be so... Right? I mean, still, no, I mean you know, I'm, I'm definitely a little humble, so, you know. I wasn't like the greatest, but I, I knew my way around. So, I wish yeah, I would play I mean, a little bit more of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wish. Yeah, we missed the. Uh, the I mean, what's the, what, what's the average like uh, consumer, the person that's doing? I know you know the, a couple of the guys like Nick Merch and stuff are around like our age, but it's is the it's the it's a lot of the younger generation, right? The teen, the young teens, middle teenagers, or the guys that are guys um, and girls that are killing it, right? Or is it? I They're think the, the people, it's definitely diverse. The people who are like doing it full time, like, you know, as a, for a living, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of them are, are, they tend to be from what I've seen, they tend to be, you know, s- similar to our age. Um, and there's honestly some people that are, you know, 30, 30 or a little bit over 30 and they, they, you know, run their brand or their, you know, content business successfully. Um, uh, but there are a lot of younger ones, um, as far as the, uh, you know, competitive side, depending on which game, there are a lot of younger people, um, you know, specifically Fortnite, they have a, you know, lower age as to who can compete. Um, so there's a lot of younger kids there, but, um, as far as the streaming world or the, you know, the content world, um, the age, you know, requirement is is usually about 13 for, uh, streaming and like, you know, having Mm -hmm. a YouTube account to stream on that as well, or upload content. So there's definitely younger kids. I think it's, it's pretty diverse. Um, you don't see people in like, you know, maybe not too many late thirties and up, but there are still some, um, it's just, you know, typically younger people, I guess. Why, why do you think, what do you think that is Alec? I think it's because like, think about like our parents, they like, 
yeah, they, there were some video games, you know, arcades that they grew up doing, but like gaming wasn't as big as it is now. Um, mm. And like when, when we were coming up, like, you know, there was the Xbox 360 or the, you know, the PlayStation one, like it became, it, it started, you know, growing a little bit more. And as far as the internet goes around, um, I believe in my opinion that like uh, original Xbox, as far as I know, like, um, I wasn't too big into PlayStation in the beginning, but um, when online games started, that's when like, you know, people started to connect with other people that they didn't know online. And um, when, when like people first started making like, you know, those call of duty, you know, no scope montages and stuff like that's, that's when it started. So that was like, that was like when we were probably middle school, high school ish, you know, times. Um, So like for older people, they were probably already, you know, either, out of school in their job or, you know, in college, graduating, getting their, you know, day-to-day job. Um, so it wasn't like too practical for them. Um, mm. But nowadays it's really like, you know, if, if kids are in middle school, high school, they have, you know, that have a bunch of time, you know, outside of school or sports to try it. And if it pans out to where they become successful, like they can go that route instead of, you know, something else um, or like kids are doing it in college and stuff like so it's a bit of a bit of a different time. That's why I think it's a, a bit of a younger kind of community, right? And it's more, it's been like broken through already, right? Like it, it, people can see that okay, there mm. it, there is a future in this in terms of a career path. There's and there's not just a single career path. You know that you have your your streamers and everything else, and then you have your kind of you know behind the scenes guys, almost kind of like stuff that you do, like that keeps those people up and running and going. So there's it's not like okay, I have to be the best gamer in the you know, on the East coast to be able to stream and people to watch me. There's a lot of different options. It sounds like. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like the, there's the, you know, competitive scene, there's the content scene. And then, you know, those are the people that are, you know, competing or putting out the entertainment, you know, like content for YouTube or the live streams or whatever. Um, But then you also have, um, you know, the people behind the scenes, like you said, the people doing, you know, graphic design, uh, whether, or the, you know, video editors that are, kind of like on the the they like the, the successful people that again that are doing this full time uh some of them have their own teams together um right. you mentioned Nick Merckx like he's you know one of the most successful people out right now and he has an entire team that uh you know basically they all work together in order to help him have a successful stream they help him you know come up with ideas for new content they upload to YouTube edit their videos come up with you know different graphics for you know marketing on different social platforms um to you know gather you know to build that community that brand so it there's a lot of behind the scenes going on um you know a lot more to it than just playing the game you know right right (laughs) Right, right. yeah seriously and yeah so i mean that makes sense because then once you know nick Merckx is basically the company owner and you know ceo and he's working on hiring people to be part of his company he's going to make his business slash himself successful yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and it's i would argue that it's um it is definitely a viable career path these days however i believe it's much more competitive than your uh i guess your like standard nine to five job that you go like pick up Mm. uh either like you know during like college or high school and then like maybe after college it's it's a lot more competitive um it's it's not as easy as just turning it on and you know you're famous the next day it's not that easy no, definitely not. There's tons of work, tons of hard things to have to yeah, yeah. go into that. Yeah, every I mean every every job has its, you know, challenges. Um this one, like same thing. There's a lot of behind the scenes that people just starting out, they don't realize. Um, but you know, they some people figure it out and some people find help, but there's a lot of behind the scenes to do to like help you become more successful because think about it, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of kids trying to stream and do their thing just like nick Merckx, you know so right, it's, it's right. very saturated yeah. so you know and for the people that don't know like and alec you're way more in tune than i am and, and trevor is in this but i mean these guys are they're they're playing the game for you know eight to twelve hours a day you know it's not like you hop on for an hour or two and you hop off and you're done you know they're grinding you know it, it's the same it's almost similar to like a desk job in a sense right where you're still grinding every day you know you're perfecting your craft yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely a day to day grind. Um, the same way a nine to five is because you show up to work eight hours a day, you do your forty hours a week, and get paid, um, and get benefits and stuff like this, uh, or stuff like that. Um, in this in this industry, 
uh, benefits don't usually come with, you know, the, the gig, you know, it's like you have to pay right. for that on your own or find a, you know, some sort of company and plan. Um, but, uh, you insure your hands, insure your fingers. Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, if I was like someone like that, I definitely would. That's, <laughs> that's important, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, if you don't have fingers that you can't play and, and are most of these guys playing on PC now is PC the, the way to go, you know, um, it, with the Xbox X and, and S and then the PS five all coming out, you know, is the more people I talk uh, to, the more it seems that PC is a lot of the way people are going. Is there a reason for that? Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think, I definitely think there's, there are two different markets. So PC gaming is for, you know, people who, you know, have a bit, bit bigger of a budget. Um, and they want a little bit more out of their game. Um, console is definitely more of the affordable route. Um, and it's more of a, like a, you know, a, an easy plug and play types, you know, thing. Uh, whereas obviously PC, it's a lot more like you have to deal with windows and all this and that. Like, so I believe it's, it's a bit different. Um, but a lot of people, you know, from what I can see, they, they do switch to PC, but those are the people that are really like deep into the, the gaming scene, the community, and they want to get more, you know, performance out of their games, a better gaming experience. Um, but I mean, the console is coming out now, not to get too in depth on the like specs and the technology, but um, they're supposed to have some really good stuff for like the PS5 and the, uh, the Xbox Series X. So um, I think they're going to be both viable, you know, console or PC and, you know, like console always have its market, you know, the, the casual, like lower budget people that are just trying to play here and there after work or something, or, you know, parents me. buying their, that is me, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> or parents buying their kids, you know, consoles on Christmas or something. Mm. So I think yeah. they're both viable. Um, but the console market's huge. The PC market's huge. I don't think there's like any, you know, too big of a switch going on to where one's going to suffer. I don't think that's the case. Mm, interesting. interesting. What are your, well, what are your thoughts now that, that kids or students, some students may have more time on their hands so they could be able to build, you know, better PC gamings. What do you, what do you mean? Like they could build like a PC, you know, not relatively the same as a console, but they could build pretty high tech, like computers to like play to play games on you mean like uh, you mean like more time like right now like going on now or well we just i mean it was just... we say so we say the pc so the pc gaming community trevor is like ju- it's like just as big if not bigger than the council gaming community mm. yeah mm. so like yeah so and he was just saying that you know both of them are options for people to play but it's a matter of I mean, I guess at this point, it's kind of a matter of preference, right? And then yeah. if you, the higher up you get, like you were saying, the the more people that are on PC. I mean, and you have more access to more games, right? Is it? Yeah. Is um, I mean, there's there's a ton of games on on both, but uh, for PC, like, I mean, it, there's there's more like from numbers I've looked at from like I want to say 2017 or 2018. There's there's a a little bit more PC gamers than console gamers, um, but the the number is close. Um, and this is just numbers I've looked at previously, uh, you know, just on the, on, a, on the internet, looking at various sources, but, um, right. and these are just general, like from 2017, 2018. So, um, but it also depends on like what you're exposed to because, um, like my, me growing up, um, you know, I knew about like getting online, playing other, you know, players around the world on call of duty. Um, but I never, you know, stumbled upon this gaming entertainment space, until you know i was like i graduated a few years after high school i didn't even know Mm. like you know streaming was a thing like i mean i knew about youtube but i didn't i never used youtube for watching gameplay content for video games i used it for like tutorials on how to like replace an iphone screen or something that's kind of like what (laughs) i used it for but yeah and so i mean and that's interesting too because i you're a guy who's been deep in the gaming community i mean since i can remember since i've known you you know so it's like which is what since it's almost what, like 15 years now almost or something like that yeah but, definitely um but yeah i mean the crazy part about it is i think back to the year you spent in in japan right you were like what top 15 and on dom in domination yeah on, yeah uh, on call of duty so like it's so crazy if number 15 in the world and a, and a video game and a particular part of the video game right and still you know not just just ignorant to the the gaming 
you know, potentially money stream coming in from gaming that was out there you yeah. know, back then. I've always thought like if I would have started producing content back then, like, I mean, there's no telling what would have happened that early in the game, you know, because people, right. people like to watch competitive gameplay, whether it be like on a pro level or just like just really good gameplay. Um, and again, like being humble, I, I'm not the best player in the world, but like I was doing something right to be, you know, top 15 in the world. Um, at that given time but to be honest like i had a lot of time on my hands because you know i was going i was in japan with my parents going to school um and uh you know outside of that i didn't know anybody there so i just kind of played video games <laughs> that's about it i was gonna say how was that experience like being in japan because you were there for how long one year no right i think it was, I, right? yeah it was right after high school i think it was uh I think it was like six months or so because once i yeah. once i turned 18 uh, i was trying to go back to the you know states and finish uh school there um but i mean it, japan i was in okinawa so like not the mainland um but i mean it was it was a cool experience i really enjoyed traveling um it wasn't like a you know vacation obviously but um i enjoyed going to different countries and you know being exposed to different cultures um yeah. and the, the people they're really nice um like they're super nice very respectful. I mean, the the way they drive on the roads uh, compared to like uh, like Americans in, in the United States. I mean, when I tell you they'll like, you know, they'll stop and let a line of cars come out of like this back road or this back street to so they don't have to wait. Like, and everyone's cool with it. You know, like everyone's cool. Like, <laughs> there's no horn honking. Yeah, <laughs> no one like no one's honking there. Like, it's they're super respectful and it's normal there. It's like you know. Um, but it, it was super cool. You know, I went to a few different restaurants while I was there and food is great. Um, I love trying any kind of food from any place I, you know, go. Um, and the, the weather there was, I mean, it was fantastic. I, I loved it. It was nice and warm. Um, I, I didn't stick wow. around for typhoon season, which was good, but, uh, it gets pretty, <laughs> it gets pretty gnarly over there. Yeah. Get, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, gotta, yeah. Get, get there, see what you gotta see. And then you go ahead and get out of there before the, uh, typhoons come. Yeah. That's a good, idea. good move. Good move on your part. Yeah. Sure. I was, I always thought typhoons were worse than hurricanes, but you know, later on I figured out that they just call them different because they rotate, there's, there's, they rotate yeah. the opposite way. So yeah. I just thought they were worse. <laughs> I mean that, I mean, if we're, if we're being honest, that's definitely scarier news. Like I'd be way scarier of a typhoon than a hurricane. Like typhoon headed your way. I'd be like, yo, we're done. There's no yeah. stopping that. Like, it's not a little bit more harmful than like Katrina, what we name all of our hurricanes here in the United States. So, Oh, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh, and also I felt my first uh, earthquake when I was over there. Wow. Mm. What was that like? Yeah, I was in, I was actually in class taking a final and you know, there's huge room, big building, and there was like, you know, maybe 15, 20 of us. And the professor was out of the room. We were taking our test and everything just started shaking. And, you know, obviously like being in Japan, like it's, or like you're going to, it's normal, I guess, over there. Um, so everything started shaking. It wasn't like crazy bad, but like it shook for like 20 seconds. Um, shit. And uh, it wasn't like crazy, like scary. It's just, you could feel it, you know, and uh, kind of just waited for it to finish but it, it was interesting definitely interesting yeah i would have been terrified of a tsunami you know i know that like is not like a huge occurrence all the time but i feel like every time i hear about a big you know earthquake or an earthquake i'm like oh tsunami is definitely coming to hit something for sure <laughs> yeah the news has ruined me for tsunamis i don't know what it is but soon i think every time i hear earthquake i'm like tsunami on the way for sure no doubt so <laughs> yeah this yeah tsunamis i honestly wasn't even thinking about the tsunami to be honest like I don't, I don't know why I didn't. That's kind of a good thing to think about. But it, again, like <laughs> like I said, it, it it shook. You could feel it. It was blatant. But you know, like the building wasn't swaying, and like there wasn't roads being crushed. Like so, I don't, you know, I don't think right. I'm too concerned. Or, I think have I you think ever, right. That's a, that's what have you ever felt one, Trevor? Have you ever felt an earthquake? No, I've never felt an no, earthquake. I don't, I don't think I have either. I know there was one in North Carolina when I, when I was at Campbell and everyone was like, I felt it, I felt it. I'm like, there's no way you guys felt anything. I mm. was walking around campus all day. Yeah, I, I, honestly, <laughs> I think I was in the car when that happened. And, you know, having mm. the suspension in the car, we didn't feel a thing. Right. <laughs> Just like a little a bump in the road. Yeah, I think that one was pretty light as well. Right, right. So, so Alex, where, right, so, where, where are you living yeah, right. now? So I'm at, uh, you know, Wilmington in the, like on the, Pretty much on the beach you know it's a town or like it's a college town on at the beach um really nice 
Um, around the college, it you know, they have all the college kids that, you know, most of them are local. Obviously, some people come from elsewhere. Uh, but it's uh, it's a really, like, pretty – I would say it's pretty small. Like, it's not, like, you know, as big as Raleigh or, uh, you know, like – the, like those areas or maybe uh charlotte it's it's not that big uh it's it's pretty chill in my opinion uh we're like i'm like uh probably less than two miles straight line distance to the water it's really nice um a drive to the beach is super short uh and i can even like you know go down the street cross the main road and then in, in the like across the main road in the neighborhood there's you know houses on the water so it's like really close it's pretty cool it's really it's really laid back. I like it. Nice. So when are you gonna pick up surfing? I, I've <laughs> tried surfing. It's way harder than it looks. Um and I'm gonna leave that for the for the actual surfers. Like it's pretty tough. Yeah, Joseph Joseph's learning surfing. So if he's if he learns to surf, you gotta you gotta well, you I, can't like I Joseph feel like do, I feel like Joseph is, you know, writing down the mathematical equations and really <laughs> down the science. Because me, I tried it a couple of times. I'm sure I could get it, but it's just like, oh man, it's tough. It feels like I don't know, I feel like there's it's something no, you have to put a lot of hours in. Like I feel like it's, yeah, it's like wrestling. Oh yeah, exactly. Like it's you have to get the timing right. The balance is key. Like it's it's pretty tough, in my opinion. Like when how when are Jake, people able to learn that in one hour? Then why do they give them lessons <laughs> <laughs> to make money, Trevor? Come on, that's how they make their money. They tell you, and then you're like, by the end of it, you're like almost up on the wave. So they're like, well, I need another hour. I gotta pay for another hour. I'm so close. Thank you, Alec. I'm never getting a surface lesson ever again. Uh, <laughs> I've never I, gotten one in the first place, but I'm never doing it now. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I, like I said, I've tried it. It's pretty tough. And I, I only tried it one day, mind you. So it's like, uh, it's the balance. One day is enough. Well, come on. People <laughs> selling it for an hour. Come on. If you can't get it. <laughs> it it's tough. It's tough. But yeah. I, I stick to, I like to stick to the concrete, you know, surfing the concrete. Yeah. Mm. Surfing the concrete. That's right. Yeah. Alec was a big, Alec, Trevor, I don't even know if you knew this. Alec was a big time skater back in the mm. day too. Yeah. I went, oh. I went through my phase, you know, well, I guess went through my first phase. Yeah. Are you still skating? I actually picked it back up, you know, with everything. Not that I, cause I, I work from home. So like, not that I go and do much anyways, but like a lot of events got canceled. So I, you know, couldn't go to those. So uh, I was like, you know what? Like, let me just get my skateboard. Cause I never got rid of it. Um, the mm. one I had last and I got back into it. And I mean, th this, there's just something about, there's just like such great satisfaction landing a, a trick, you know, it's like, it's like the first time you hit a splatle or like a, some crazy move in a wrestling <laughs> match for the first time. Right. That's satisfaction, right. man. There's no beating it. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it, it's almost like, a, it's like a natural high. Like I, I enjoy it so much. So I, I've been doing that for a few months now and um, you know, I'm getting it back pretty good. I mean, learning, learning stuff for the second time is easier. Um, but yeah. Definitely, definitely uh, having a lot of fun with that. You got to try a one wheel. They're amazing. Like a, <sighs> wait, you mean like a, like one of those like motorized one wheel things? Yes. Oh my God. They're so, they're so cool. Yeah. I've seen those. I haven't, I mean, if there's like a place I could rent, I'd be down, but I'm not trying to buy <laughs> that. Ex I'm sure they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that much. They're not that expensive. <laughs> Trevor, you got, did you get one Trevor? Uh, Yeah. I mean, how did you wipe out on it? Oh man, you just—it's just like it's just, <laughs> he's like—he's like, like it's not that bad. Like it's not that yeah. bad. But Alec, you remember? I mean, it's just like anything though. When you wipe out at anything, you just pick yourself back up, and you just—the trick—you don't land the trick the first time, right? You're no, angle, of course not. I'm no stranger to the pavement. Up. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm that, no stranger. The same thing, Paul. It doesn't matter. You can pick yourself back up. You get back on, and then you're able to land it, and I mean, you have that high, right, Alec? Exactly. I mean, exactly. I, I've never had a problem landing a trick for the first time. Yeah, right. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But so, so Alec, you, you were. When did you start skating, and what made you? Because you know, we're kind of, you know, that kind of brings you back to earlier days before you're doing what you're doing now, and kind of go through that. But you know, what what made you start skating, or like, did, where did you pick it up, and and what made you, you know, I mean, you kind of explained, you know, what why you love doing it. Yeah. Like, you know, what 
what was it kind of, you know, what, why, why did you get into it? I guess. So, um, I think like, like a lot of people, like when I was, uh, around 12, 11, 12 or 13 around there, um, I just had like, you know, friends in the neighborhood and, you know, however they got into skating, but they were skating and, you know, I would like always try some stuff on their skateboards and, you know, at one point I asked my parents like, Hey, can I get a skateboard? Cause you know, I wanted to keep pursuing it and I don't want to borrow people's, you know, board all the time, you know? Right. So I kind of started there and I had like a, I was in like such a great spot. Like I was in a, like when I started, I was living in Hawaii and mm. there was the sweetest skate park uh local like a local skate park it was super sweet i mean seeing skate park skate parks like as i got older like they just weren't as like insane like the the rent they had like a 12 12 foot half pipe huge like bowls wow. like they were giant like they had huge stuff um so i got to learn a lot of stuff there and uh you know just that's kind of how it started and you know skated from then all through it throughout high school and then i kind of stopped for a little bit during wrestling because i didn't want to get hurt um not that i had like a huge career in wrestling but i just didn't want to like get hurt because i wanted i wanted to like you know hang out with our everyone our friends on the team and uh you know just try to try my best uh so i kind of yeah. quit a little bit for that and then i picked it up a little bit after high school but then once i really started working like i didn't want to get hurt for that because obviously you know you got to bring home some money and pay the bills <laughs> that's true very yeah. very true yeah so now, now that I work from home and it's, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I'm going to go break my legs, but I don't really need them to do the work I'm doing. So, right. Yeah. Right. I'm not reckless. I know my limits, but you know, I can afford <laughs> to tweak an ankle or something. Yeah. Know your body. That's all. But that keeps, it keeps you young and it keeps you fit though. Cause then you got to stay on your toes cause you don't want to ruin your body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think I realized like, I'm not, I'm, I'm like only 26, but I realize it's important to keep active that way your body doesn't like you break down as fast over time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you exactly. and you got you got a couple re you got a couple wrestling years on you too. So that'll add a couple extra. Yeah, that's yeah. Four years extra. <laughs> that's that's honestly I tweaked my knee and uh I feel like it's it's bothered me ever since. You know, I tweaked it one right. day and I tweaked it one after I graduated. I went back the next year and helped out with uh, you know, coach um uh, who's the coach at the time was it castle yeah castle I think yeah. Still, yeah i helped out and like you know uh worked out with brennan and nathan um and just kind of like used my i guess strength that i had over them and just i mean they were they were like nathan was so good like better than me brennan was like going hard but like i just had like <laughs> extra strength i could give him a good workout basically so i kind of tweaked my knee then and it's been weird ever since yeah, that's so well, you had the best. You had the best Granby Peterson in the state of North Carolina. Your senior, Un head, undisputed, so undisputed. <laughs> I, 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 I'll never forget the first time I hit it in a match in front of you and Coach Black. You, you guys, like your face lit up, and uh, that was that was an awesome moment. That was an awesome moment. Well, for the behind the scenes, for like, and Trevor, you weren't there that year. You were just there as a first year, as Alex Junior. And but his senior year, Castle. Uh, it was so funny because we'd be doing bottom drills, and then Alec just continuously kept doing Gramby Peterson. Like we were just guard just the Gramby, and then he would always go to the Peterson. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm gonna be so good at this move. I'm gonna hit this on everybody." I was like, "All right, whatever." And then like he hits it. I forget. It was like the fifth or sixth match of the season. This man hits it, and then down the road he's wrestling the number one seed at regionals and he hits it on him twice and is beating the number one seed at regionals up until like the third period i think he got a couple takedowns maybe and it beat up alec by like one or so it was close but he wow. grabbed peterson for five twice so i was <laughs> like this guy really did like manifest this grammy peterson yeah <laughs> like, I, do you know how i learned that how youtube yeah <laughs> like like after wrestling practice i was just like you know because like anything i do anything oh i do i'm trying God. to be the best at it you know like not not yeah. to compete with other people directly but i want to be the best i can be at it so i would after practice i would be at home checking youtube you know and then i saw the granby i was like oh that's a sick move and i just watched it and watched it and then i started ripping it in practice and i was like oh that's i was like why are people standing and escaping like this is the this is the wave and I just start like I would not. I would try one stand up at the if I'm on bottom. I'll try one stand up. If it didn't work, you best and believe I'm ripping a Granby out of it the next time. And in high school, most kids aren't aren't 
you know, seeing that move or they don't have experience that with it. That is very true. That is so very I true. was getting, so, I would, I would be so comfortable on bottom. You wouldn't see me take many shots, but I'd be like, oh, I'm on bottom. <laughs> Easy. And then I would just be super comfortable. But yeah. You're the only other, you and then Garrett Scrivani and Campbell, who Alec, you know. Yeah. Who, uh, good buddy of mine. Yeah, I know Jersey. him. <laughs> yeah. He's, you're the only two people that I've ever talked to. I'm like, yo, what's your favorite position? Like, bottom. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, I was chilling on bottom. For all Go the non wrestlers for- out there, that's you, you guys maybe not understand this way this conversation is going, but bottom is like, so bottom is basically a defense position where the main goal is just to get out and get one point. Yeah. And then Alec and then this other guy are trying to score as many points as possible from bottom instead, <laughs> instead of trying to actually get yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that, that match at regionals, if I had more experience, I easily could have just, you know, changed my pace oh, and shit. won it. Like, yep. like the kid, yeah. he didn't know who I was, like, and he was, I was up 5-1 at the beginning. And <laughs> Why uh, did you keep him? That's the, ma- that was the crazy thing. How did you not keep him there? Grandbeat until Peterson. Well, no, because the I'm pretty sure the third time I hit it, I like he was experienced and he caught me. The first time you should have just held him there, bro. I think it is what happened. No, well, I mean, there's two. I I hit it first period. There was two other rounds. Like you know, I didn't know like how to. I'm not saying I was trying to. I should have stalled, but like I just didn't. I didn't have the experience. Like you know what I mean. It was only a, yeah, he only and, probably had like 40 matches up to that point. Yeah, like, I, I mean, for my, like, I did it for a couple, like, two years, and for that two years, I, me personally, I think I got a pretty good progression, you know? Um, absolutely. But, absolutely. yeah, that, I, I actually started I hitting, what's up? I said I should have stayed on, you would have gotten it. <laughs> you would have gotten <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it was, I was like, I actually called a, a injury time, because like, he was really tweaking my knee, like, in that match. Um, and coach black thought I was like playing. I was like, no, I called it. He, 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 so he said, he said, don't do that. I was like, I was like, bro, did you see my knee? Like I had to call that. Like, I, I don't want to be like get knee surgery, you know, yeah. <laughs> he, he thought I was calling it like BS. I was like, no, no, no. Like my man was tweaking my knee, you know? And then sometimes it happens like that out there. You gotta just suck it up and just go back out. Well, I called it before it got tweaked, so I was, you know, good for the rest of the match to get caught, you know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, so then, Alec, you, so you, you graduate, you went to Japan, and then you did some stuff in between, and then you joined the military, right? Yeah. And so, so what was the well, – yeah, what led up to that decision and then kind of talk through, like, that the time you had uh, – in what you did and then the time that you were there? Yeah, so – after high school, like I said, I was in Japan. And the reason being is because I graduated when I was 17. So my parents were like, uh, you know, you're 17. So you're going to just, you know, come with us. And un- as unfortunate as like as a 17 or just graduating high school, like I have to leave all my friends, you know, that I kind of grew up with. So that was kind of right. tough. But obviously I had no choice. Uh, but I wasn't like, you know, I didn't like resent them for it by no means. Um, so I went over there about six months and then I got back and I got kind of I got kind of screwed in the in the system because um, the like in terms of college. Right. So I the college wasn't an issue over there because like we were, you know, like my parents were stationed there. So like college is, you know, not a big deal. Everyone can get in. No problem. But right. upon returning the state of North Carolina, which I lived since like 2005 or 2006, they said that I didn't have residency there. Oh, I remember this. So, yes, I remember this. Yeah, so like, and I appealed it, and I, my my situation fell through the cracks because because my parents didn't get restationed back in North Carolina. I couldn't get, you know, uh, I couldn't get in-state tuition. So wow. I, I, I couldn't pay for out-of-state tuition. So I had to wait an entire year to get my residency back, and I was only gone six months. So it put a little, like... Uh, like a big pause on my college. Uh, so, and I took, I paid for one class out of state at uh, Fayetteville state university. I did a uh, algebra class there. Um, wow. So I paid for that one, one class out of state. Um, and then after a year, I uh, got my residency back and applied and went to UNCW, uh, you know, at UNC at Wilmington here where I live now. Um, so I 
started, you know, started school back up here. And then, um, after that year and like starting school back up, like I really lost a lot of like motivation, not that school wasn't, I mean, it wasn't hard. Like you guys both went through school and graduated. Like you just kind of, you know, you just show up and do it. Um, but I was just yeah. like, I was like really demotivated from like having to wait, um, that long. And I didn't want to like fail in school because I wasn't trying. So, um, I really kind of thought about what I was doing, you know, and like, you know, the, my near future. Um, and, uh, so the, you know, the thought of the military came up and my parents, uh, were in the military. My mom and stepdad retired there. My dad, you know, did some time in the military as well. Um, so I was like, you know what, like, let me give it a shot. Let me try it. And also, you know, our, our good friend, Michael, Michael Zach, Zach. he was was already in the military. He joined straight out of high school. Um, so I was like, you know, like, let me, let me join. Let me do the, let me, let me do the same thing. You know, he signed up for and, uh, you know, went through that whole, you know, in process thing, did, did the training and stuff. And, um, how hard was the training? Um, I, I will say this. It's if you're fit, it's not it's not a big deal like like a wrestler mm. a wrestler like it's not that it's not that difficult for like a wrestler like like i'll tell you this wrestling me going to wrestling practice and you know my my first day of matches i wrestled like two or three matches and when i tell you i felt like i was about to die like <laughs> like i was like i, I was like this is wrestling this is like the hardest thing i've ever done but obviously as i got conditioned better and like used to it like you know, wrestling really toughened me up, uh, when I was in high school, but like for the training to get into the military, it wasn't, it wasn't that serious. Um, I'm not trying to downplay it at all, but like, I, I feel like I got a lot tougher and, you know, you were more prepared, than more prepared. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, I didn't have a problem with the training or like the physical aspect. Um, so like that wasn't, uh, but it, like, like I said, any wrestler will get through, like it's, it's not that hard. Um, uh, but if you're coming out of high school, like, and you weren't really ever in sports and stuff, you might have a little bit of an issue mm. adjusting. Um, mm. But I don't think it's impossible for as long as you like try. I don't think I think anyone could do it. A lot of mental yeah. toughness involved. Uh, yeah, yeah, more of that because some some people who have never been away from home, you know, that kind of they never really travel away from their parents or their family. Like a lot of them, like people find it hard to like cope with the new surroundings or the environment. And especially like it is a bit stressful, you know, first, you know, arriving. Um, So it's it's got its mental challenges, too. For sure. For sure. And then so then when you got out of the military, uh, what year was that? How long ago was that? I think that was it was the end. It was December of 2016. And then after almost at four years, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Almost this year will be four years. So, so after that, that's when I, um, I was like, all right, that was, um, that was an interesting experience to say the least. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back to school, give that another go. And then, so I do another year and I mean, it's really dragging at this point. It's like, again, not hard. I was like, well, I was in doing computer science at this point. So, uh, like previously I was doing like business, which, mm. um, that was, you know, interesting sort of back then. And then I was like right. more in tune with the computer stuff with like the kind of the tech I was doing on my own before I started like doing it as my own business. Um, so I was like, Oh, let me do computer science. Like, and I'll tell you, it was hard. Like, like those people, I got respect for them. Like that's like, you have to have a, a certain kind of mind, like, it was hard. Um, but like yeah, computer the, science is, is wicked. The, for me, the day to day, like I was like, man, like this, like by no means, like I, I had my college paid for, which is very fortunate. Right. And I'm not trying to like, um, you know, gloat or anything, but like, it just like right now, I'm not saying never, but right now just college is not for me. Um, yeah. Like I, I feel like I can excel in other places. Um, and uh, like my opportunity for college will never go go away. So I want to take advantage of opportunities now that may go away. So I was like, you know what? Like, let me just let me just take a break and then, you know, try try something else. And if it doesn't pan out, like I'll go back. It's not like I can live with that. 
Um, but it's like the thought of never trying something else. That's where like, I would probably have an issue, you know, in my own head, like, I, I should have done that back then. I should have tried it. You know, like, I don't want to do that. Um, and when I, when I actually made that decision, hurricane Florence just hit Wilmington pretty bad. So like school Mm. closed for a month anyways, I was like, this is a great opportunity or a great time to just like kind of pivot and try something else. So that's when I started really pursuing the, you know, tech side of the gaming entertainment scene or the industry. Yeah. And can you get into kind of what you did to like get start working for, so you yeah. worked for a company before your own company. And I think it's, I, Trevor, you might know the story too. I think it's really, really cool. And like the amount of effort that like you were saying, it's a super competitive field. So, and the, you know, the amount of effort and, and time and, and just, you know, pure willpower to, and manpower to uh, get to where you are now, you kind of walk, walk some people through that and what you did. Yeah, for sure. So like I said, this sort of thing, like the tech side of the gaming entertainment industry, it's, it's definitely a, uh, like a, a very, uh, like niche, uh, like, like, uh, like a niche job if you will like there's not many people doing what i do um so basically once i decided you know what i'm gonna like pursue this um you know instead of college for right now i got involved in like a a community um on discord discord is just like another kind of social platform um that can be used for you know messaging people um and using voice chat it's a great way to like connect with a community that someone has built with their you know they're following. Um, so I got in with a community on discord and there's a couple thousand at the time. And basically what I did was because I'm going in here with like little bit of knowledge, only the knowledge I had was like stuff I did on my own, like computer and setup and stuff like that, which wasn't much at all. Um, so people would be in the discord asking tons of questions. Right. And I'm not hating on them for not going to the Google machine and looking up stuff for themselves. I'm not going to hate on them. Right. Cause they're, they're just trying to be a part of the community and, you know, help each other out. I get it. Um, so people would ask questions all day long and for about two months or so, I would spend about 12 hours a day in this discord and I would read every single message that came through and I would help every single person. So like, wow. it, it's not like uh, I wasn't the, I wasn't the smartest person in the discord by any means, but I would, take all their questions and Google every single one. And I would look online, cross-reference different websites and different like sources. And I would come up with an answer that I was confident with after my research. And I would relay this answer to them and help them out. Um, So, and even when I wasn't on the discord, when I would get back on the next day, I would go back and reread the messages I had missed like that night. Wow. So like not a message went by that I didn't see. And then the, and this, this Discord community was actually like, uh, it was like a community from a guy who owned uh, or like ran his own like computer, like like gaming PC company, like you build gaming PCs. So at one point he noticed like the amount of like help I was, you know, giving to the community. And he was like, um, and how long did he, did it take for him to notice? Like kind probably of about, long? probably about two months. Um, but it was good for me because like, like I said, I was learning so much because it's hard to just go to the internet and say like, all right, I want to learn about this topic, but where do you go? You know, you can Google right, that topic, yeah. but like, how do you n- learn the ins and outs? So answering, you know, Googling everyone's questions and figuring all that stuff out, it really, really boosted my knowledge and what I like the stuff. You I You were did. having like a, a pop quiz every day on something you just learned basically. So yeah. you're putting it into action almost immediately. Oh yeah. And, you know? and it's, it's soon it got to like the point where people would ask similar questions and I already have the answers to, and then sometimes, you know, information would be updated and I'd have to check and, you know, and I, I was always, I, even the information I did know, I would just Google again and double check to make sure nothing right. had changed to stay up to date, you know? Um, mm. So at some point, you know, he, he noticed and then, uh, basically like offered me like a, like a bigger role in the community discord, which would allow me to like, make sure like if there was any kind of trolls or like, you know, people acting how they shouldn't, you know, um, I could easily like, you know, give them a, get them out of the discord. So it stays, you know, uh, like a good, like a good vibe, you know, like there's no people right. trolling in there or posting malicious links or, you know, trying to scam people. So I would, you know, do that type of stuff. Um, and then at one point, you know, I basically jumped in a call with uh, him and um, one of the guys that does like some of the builds uh, for the PCs. 
and uh, kind of met them informally there. Um, and then basically that's how it all started with that company. And then I worked with them for about, uh, I worked with them for about 11 months or so. And then I, I met a lot of like, you know, people in the gaming space that, you know, create content or compete for a living and they, you know, mm. support themselves off that. And basically, uh, and I took, or, or like people who also like just were just starting out. Like I helped anyone who needed that sort of help with the tech side, you know, I'd help them. And, uh, once I did that for like 11 months and kind of built my clientele and, uh, I decided that I would like to, you know, transition to go, to go on my own and, uh, really, you know, focus on the people that are, you know, trying to put out their content and they needed help with their tech stuff. So went full time with, you know, doing that on my own. And it's, I mean, as soon as I started, I had a huge support from, from like the people that I had previously helped over those 11 months, I had a huge amount of support from them and they really helped kickstart it. Um, I mean, there's just so many people that helped me and that like, you know, I can only be like, I I'm so thankful for them. Um, and your video, your, the video you posted, you put, so Alec posted a video of when he, you know, he was making the decision to go on his own and you, it had, how many views did it have? Like 30,000 views or something? Like yeah. That? I think it was just under 40,000. Um, wow. but yeah, it, it, like I said, that was from the people that I had been working with over those 11 months, the, the people I met and a lot of them I was helping out, like the people that were doing it, like, like I said, full time, um, a lot of them would be repeat customers, whether they were upgrading their, you know, their PC parts or their PCs or adding something, some new audio setup. Like, um, so a lot of them were repeat and I would take care of them because, you know, I come from playing video games. I enjoy watching, you know, um, different entertainers or different kinds of game, like video game content. So that's where I come from. So I, you know, wanted to make sure that they could, you know, send or like get their content, their entertainment, um, out to the their communities their followers um without issues so mm. when i you know i take i took care of them and then when i went solo they really you know vouched me and it really helped catapult like going solo and i've just i've been doing very well like you know thriving um going solo and you know it's it's been it's been fun um meeting new people in the community and it's really it bums me out that uh you know the coronavirus is really bogging everything down because a couple of events got canceled. So I was really looking forward to going to a call of duty event, you know, a huge, um, event it's called TwitchCon. It's basically like mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the streaming platforms. They have this huge event each year for the community yeah. to connect and, you know, um, check out different things. And, uh, that got canceled unfortunately, but, um, but yeah, so it's been good this far and I'm enjoying it. So I'm just kind of doing my thing and, you know, looking for, looking for bigger and better opportunities and trying to, like I said, help the people that are doing this, the, the people that do it for a living, I take it very serious because again, like I said earlier, for example, you become a streamer or a pro player, like benefits don't really come with the gig. So like right. if, if they can't stream, if they can't compete because their, their setup or their PC is not in working order, like they can't make money that day. So it's, it's serious, right. you know? Um, mm. So that's why I take it very serious for like those kinds of people. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good time with it. <laughs> no, that's no, that's, I mean, yeah, that's sick. I mean, you, you got to do something, you know, that you, you are very passionate and you enjoy doing right. And it came from, you know, taking a, taking a leap almost, or, you know, a step of faith and it, you know, timing wise, it kind of worked out in terms of it made sense at that time. So, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's sick, right? Like that's, yeah. Like it's, it's definitely like, you know, if, if, um, like I, like I said, like we talked about, I was in the military. It's a lot of, you know, kind of keep your head down, do what you're told. I'm not, I don't, I didn't really like that. So having like no boss or like kind of making my own schedule, doing my own thing, I really like it. And it's really flexible. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I can, what I do, I, I can do it mobily. So I can do it anywhere. Um, anytime, someone has an issue, you know, one of my clients that I help, if they have an issue, I'm a one DM away, you know, um, some of them have my mm. personal number that like, you know, uh, and then they can just, they just message me when they need something. And if like, I work from my phone, if I'm not 
you know, at my computer. So I get, I'm going to get the notification and I'm going to respond to them. Um, so like, it's fine as, as long as I have like a way to connect to the internet and jump in a, you know, a discord call or something like I can, you know, help them out, whatever they need. Um, right. So like if I go visit, you know, my parents or something, you know, my little brothers both have, you know, their gaming PCs that I built for them. Um, so like, you know, I'll just grab their PC for a second and like, Hey, I got to make a quick call, you know? And so it's, it's really cool being able to, there you go. Mobile. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for Holy sure. That's so cool. No, no it's oh. sick. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Trevor. No, well, so Alec, what's the um, as you're building this company, where do you want it? I mean, well, yeah, that is a good question. Where do you want it to go? You know, as it is now within COVID, and how many people like would you like to hire and expand to? Um, so what I do is like the the stuff I do for people's setups. It's very meticulous, like. Mm. If I was physically there with the, like everyone's like if I physically was at their setup, like their gaming setup, I could probably do it in 20 minutes. But because I have to do it remotely and tell them physically where things are plugged in and I have yeah. to make sure it's in the correct place, because some people like it's not common knowledge what green, pink, blue, what these colors mean for audio. It's not it's not like it's not obvious, like common sense. Not everyone learned that in right. school. You know what I mean? So I have mm -hmm. to tell them what color, where to plug this in and I have to make sure it's in the correct spot. So as they're doing this, I'm like connected, I'm remotely connected into their PC, um, checking that it's in the right spot. So, um, it's very meticulous. So for me to trust uh, someone else, um, or train and trust someone else to do that, that sort of work, like it'd be very hard to find that person. Cause I I'm very detailed oriented and yeah. I don't, I don't just set up their stuff and then I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, have a good one. Like I make sure that it, it's working well for them. So their game feels like it should, you know, um, no issues with their game going on. I also make sure that they're like, whenever they go to record or stream that their quality is where they want it to be. And I, you know, test for that. So it's, it's a very meticulous process. Um, so I'm, I'm not at a point where I'm like, so like bombarded with like new clients, um, that I have to hire someone else. I'm, I'm very comfortable, um, with the amount of people that I help on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but in the event that I become, you know, stretched thin where I can't help everyone that's contacting me, I think the best case scenario is to, uh, for me personally is to come out with like a very in-depth YouTube tutorial on every single method that I use to like set up their gaming setups. Um, mm. And for that, the reason I haven't done it yet is because again, I'm very detail oriented. So I have, I like really harp on quality. So if I'm going to do that YouTube tutorial, I want it to be like a very professional production and edited very well, um, which I don't mind paying people to do that. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I'm not at that point where I'm getting too bombarded right now. So in the future, I'm planning to do that at some point. Um, and also, um, if I can, you know, find some opportunity doing something similar with, uh, like, you know, sort of like, uh, like contracted or freelance type stuff for yeah. different, you know, organizations or, you know, companies that are involved in like, you know, gaming or esports then that would be, that'd be cool too. Um, but you know, we'll see where it goes. Like oh, I said, it, it's a very yeah. young, very young, um, industry. Um, the whole yeah. like gaming entertainment thing, it's very young compared to other industries. So there, there's, I only see like it going up. I mean, it's growing at a substantial rate, especially with the, you know, COVID and the lockdowns earlier this year, like people, you know, at first my appointments were, you know, some were getting canceled here and there because people were like out of their jobs. Makes sense. I understand. But people were home for a few months and some still are and they got bored. So they turned to video games. And when I tell you like the like it, it was an influx of, you know, people just upgrading and getting their stuff set up. And, you know, that was a it was good yeah. for me. So I can't oh. complain. <laughs> and people, no. people were trying new things, you know, getting into games and streaming and, you know, so it's cool. For sure, for sure. I mean, I mean, that's that's sick. I mean, that's it's all, and like you said, it's only growing. You know, it's just continuing to grow. It's not, you know, it's not stagnant by any means. It's not even close no, to the sure. of where it is. Oh, it, yeah, so, it's huge. Like it's it's nuts how fast it's growing. So, and then, so the question we had to go ahead, Trevor. Go ahead. No, go go ahead, Paul. Nope. I no, just go ahead. <laughs> no, I just. So, what do you think about now that 
um, was like so in Northeastern, they started their own e gaming club um, to start competing. And so a lot more colleges are looking into that space, um, but getting out of the realm of like physical sports and more going into like e gaming sports. Could, could this, could what you do be a potential like in that college realm space? Oh, definitely. I think uh, I think there would be a need for that sort of thing in that in that uh, scenario as well. Like I've, I've actually there's actually a lot of colleges that are dabbling in the esports world. Um, they're actually giving out scholarships to kids that are mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. talented in gaming to compete, and it's like that sort of like a minor league uh, compared to like the professional like uh, level of gaming. And then you can get a little bit of your college paid for, if not like all of it. I don't know every single program, but you know, a good amount of college paid for. That's a great avenue if, you know, kids are getting that opportunity because they're, you know, skilled in gaming. Um, But if there's colleges that, you know, need someone to, you know, help with that stuff, upkeep of their systems, like, yeah, for sure. Um, That would be, that would be a great opportunity. I think Um, I just have to, I think to, I just like would have to keep doing my thing, networking and, you know, those opportunities, I'll find them at some point. Um, I've actually spoken with colleges when I used to uh, work with that company. Um, I've talked to them about, you know, they, they're they needing PCs, obviously, like, that's kind of what we were talking about. But, you know, those colleges having those PCs built for gaming, like, they're going to need to be, you know, set up in a way if they want to, you know, record or output their, you know, content or perf- their competitive gameplay or something like that. So that would definitely be viable, I think. That's, I'm so, it's so going to be so weird because obviously like esports is not under the NCAA, but you know, they're, you know, they're esports athletes, right. And getting a scholarship to college. Mm-hmm. I think that only, that's going to be crazy, you know, when it comes to in terms of, cause they could, I don't know this Trevor, I don't know if you know this or Alex, if you know this, can they get paid like as like, like if they were in their own streams. So, cause college athletes, like if you, if I was streaming when I was wrestling in college, I was not allowed to get paid from that stream. Yeah. So, so wait, wait, you, if you, you said if you were streaming in college, you couldn't get paid. Like if the stream was just anything like, so if I was like, you know, so the way streaming works, right. Is you, you, if you get subscribers and then people can send you money and stuff, right. That's like, yeah. Kind yeah. Of way. So basically any, uh, NCAA athlete, right. If they stream, they currently, they cannot make any money off of any subscribers off of anything even if it's like so let's say i was playing you know skate three and i was streaming and i got you know 50 subscribers at five dollars i could not accept any of that money because technically i'm using my name and likeness so even if i had developed all of those subscribers before i got to college once i got to college i couldn't make any money off of it oh i actually didn't know that i thought i thought uh I thought it was like sponsorship deals and like stuff like that with, with the college players, but that's interesting. Um, I think if it blows up enough, I think the NCAA or like, I think they'll, you know, kind of <clears throat> add them into the mix of all the other sports. Um, you know, why, why wouldn't the NCAA do that? They would make more money, you know? Right. Um, right. And, uh, but that's interesting. So like at that point, then why would you go? Why would you, if, you know, if, if you could, you well, got, I guess you'd have to do the math. You have to do the math. Yeah. So the thing it? is, if you're yeah. say if you're talented in in whatever game you're playing, you're you're very good, but you're not at that level to where you can be on the pro level of uh, you know competition, and there's an opportunity to get some school pay for it. That might be viable, even though you can't make money from streaming um, or right. content. But you mm-hmm. also have to think about if they can't make money doing that streaming or putting content on YouTube or whatever platform, then they're going to be stunting their growth in the long run because although pro right. players they that are signed to organizations they do receive you know a monthly income for being a signed player and they you know those who place and win money they get paid there as well um the ones that are like um i'd say doing the best job right they're also creating content excuse me they're also creating content um on other platforms to help their you know, brand their business grow because they're not going to be a pro player forever. And if, you know, you want right. to transition to whether it be casting to be an, an being an analyst or, you know, strictly content where you're just providing entertainment, if you're not able to stream or, you know, uh, post YouTube videos to, and cause you're going to get money if you do that, you know, and if it's successful, obviously, if you can't do that in a college level, 
then that whole four years of college, like you've stunted your growth in terms of content or your brand. Um, Cause like if at the end of those four years you go to, if you're not good enough to compete on the pro level, then you're basically starting from ground zero to like building your brand at that point. If you, you know, right. in the future, if you can't receive money as a collegiate athlete or, you know, an esports athlete. So that's, that's an interesting, you know, thing that you brought up. Yeah, that is that. It will, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out down the line, you know. And yeah, for sure. Like what the so, regulation will be if they fall under the NCAA. Right, right, right. So, all right. So the last question that I have, and we ask this to all the time. Anytime a guest is on for the first time, we have to ask this question. So the question is, Alec, in so to get to where you are now, right, is has there was there anything that happened or was there a person or people that, you know, has you felt have been like made a huge impact or an or has been an inspiration to get to where you are now? And then like, what is it, doesn't have to be a person, but just anything that is continues to inspire you today, um, you know, and, and going forward for anybody else out there that might want to try to get into, you know, a similar field? Um, I mean, in a similar field, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like find out someone would have to find out kind of uh like what they what they like what interests them what they enjoy and i mean this goes for pretty much anything but like if if you can find something you enjoy and you find a way to monetize it but not in a way to where you're taking advantage of anyone or anything um i think that's the that's the key you know like um just finding enjoyment and getting paid to do it whatever you, that is you're doing um, but on the, to answer your first part of the question, um, this is kind of unrelated, but, um, people or things that, you know, kind of made an impact to kind of help me get to where I am. Um, yeah. I would have to say like the, the, the people I met in like North Carolina, like around like high school, uh, the people I met, um, cause like as a, like my parents, like I said earlier, they're, they were in the military. So we moved around a lot. So when I was younger, it wasn't like you know, oh, like, you know, I'll just have my friend on Facebook and, uh, you know, keep in touch. Right. Like back then, like it wasn't like I was young, like I wasn't like Facebook was young. Like I wasn't on Facebook or like keeping in contact. Like I didn't have a phone. Texting. Yeah, I didn't have a phone until I was like in ninth or eighth or eighth grade or something like that. Um, but even right. then, like Facebook wasn't big or social media wasn't really that big. So I wasn't keeping in contact. So I would move every so often, every few years. And kind of have to make new friends, but North Carolina is kind of where I like, I stuck for a little bit. So right. that's where I, you know, met all my friends, you, Mike, Zach, and all them, uh, Jake and stuff. And uh, a couple of other neighborhood kids that are like some of my good friends today. Um, but like those people, um, you know, your family, Mike's family, like they're huge, you know, in, in like, kind of like helping me kind of get through like, uh, you know, kind of day to day life. Like, like my parents, like I said, we're in the military. They're quite busy, you know, um, and your parents, Mike's parents, they'd always give me rides to and from practice, you know. Um, so that was huge. That was like, it was really cool. Um, and uh, I mean, my parents were supportive of everything I did. You know, they did their best to come out to some of the matches and support and stuff. So that was cool. Um, yeah. But the, the people I met uh, like around the high school days and like those are some of my best friends today. Um, and uh, like wrestling, like I said, really really like toughened me up and you know not saying wrestling made me a man because I was still a kid <laughs> at that point but it definitely toughened me up and uh as much um as the military wasn't fun it really kind of uh you know made me kind of resilient uh and I can you know it's like I did that I I don't think like there's anything I can't do if I set my mind to it um so definitely like you know those good friends I made growing up and, you know, different experiences, wrestling, you know, and it's skateboarding a little bit too, you know, it's like really helps me, you know, kind of unwind, like not that anything's too stressful or whatever, but um, it's like a, it's a time to just like really clear Let my mind, mind and, and yeah. I'm just in my own world, man. And it's like I said, it, nothing's more satisfying than landing that trick you've been practicing and it's a ton of fun, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much, you know, kind of the little, you know, impacts here and there that kind of helped mold me and kind of got me to where I am. Um, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's, that, that was a great answer, man. Very well thought out. Well, we, we like to, uh, 
you know, soften you up before the final, you know, tough question. Kind of a, <laughs> yeah, kind for of sure. Strategy. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so I I don't have anything else, Trevor. You have anything else? You have any No, I'm anything? good, Alec. No, that was great, great response. So, yeah, Thank it was, you for coming it was, on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It yeah, was good catching sure. up. It was fucking, it was awesome catching up. And uh, hopefully I'll be seeing you soon. Next time I'm in North Carolina, I'll give you a shout and uh, we'll link up, man. Oh, for so. sure, man. There's, it's always a no brainer. Like I'm going to link up if you're home, like you just got to let me know. But um, Trevor and Paul, like I appreciate you guys having me on. And I, I think what you're doing, you know, with these uh, impactful conversations, I think they're, I think it's a great thing. The podcast is a great idea. I think it's sick. Um, it's definitely exciting listening to the other episodes um and uh like i would love to help you guys and this is like you guys are my homies like this isn't i'm not trying to sell you anything but like this is <laughs> this is no charge because like i want to help you know i want to help <laughs> increase right. your production level and help you get out there on more platforms and reach more people because i mean you guys are i mean you guys aren't like you know astronaut space scientists or anything but like you guys are very like very wise have great experiences and i think you have a lot to you know offer people um you know a, a good conversation that could impact people so um yeah. i would love to help you guys you know help get better at the oh, yeah, production man. stuff because that's kind of where i it's kind of where i thrive you know yeah, yeah, we would absolutely welcome that. I, I know I would, and I speak for me and yes, Trevor I, when I say I we would. would we would welcome that. Yes. Um, oh, and the last thing, Alec, where can people find you um, on to if they want to get in touch with you or anything like that? Where can they or follow you along or anything? So my main my main like social platform I use Twitter, um, and I use that to like basically connect with the people I've worked with and other you know other new people that may need help. And honestly, Twitter's a good time. You know. Um, with the the funny memes and like just following the content i follow and like the gaming scene and stuff like that staying up to date on the latest tech or whatever but for me personally i'm on twitter mostly um and that's at alec binks a-l-e-c-b-i-n-k-s no spaces or anything um but yeah like um that's where i'm at most of the time for online stuff awesome man awesome well, we again we appreciate it thanks for everything uh so for me and for trevor thanks again alec and thanks again peace alec. Out, everybody appreciate yeah appreciate you guys having me on thanks yep bye everybody